<laughs> it's so ridiculous when you see like all the names on this cast. Yeah, and so we still also have to cover uh, whoever the, the new Jessica and the new um, Chris. So we have a lot, a lot to get through. Yeah, and I know you guys want to watch Survivor, so oh, I don't care about that. This is the real Survivor. <sighs> That's right. All right, uh, I'm gonna get started. Oh, hello there. It's been a while. We've missed you. Season 40 is here, and it's gonna be a doozy. Buckle up. Stranded is back. 39 days, 40 castaways, two co-hosts, and one podcast. This is your host, Pooty, and we're joined by Crazy James. Hey, guys. Uh, Susie. Hi, everyone. And maybe some other people. Dean, are you chiming in today? Maybe not. Oh, my God. So maybe Dean. And maybe some others. We'll see. Last time we talked about some, we said some people might get shifted around. That has been the case. Uh, So real quick, we're going to cover the two changes to the cast uh, since we last spoke. One person has shifted reps, I believe, and another is an addition to the cast. Or two more might be additions. Right. Yeah, we have two new additions to the uh, the Creek game and then to make room for them we had to kind of shift some people around including moving uh jay who was playing i think he was playing cc he's now i don't know who he was playing but he's playing will now and he, he was not happy about it uh to start off but um i think i think he's come around yeah Pudi, I'll, I'll let you lead into who we're actually going to talk about for new people today so i think we have we have to talk about brodacious right we right? did we talked about them but they were jessica before right i think okay. that was yeah so that's what's one of the big moves is brodacious is now Brett. Of course, he was the total drama island obsessed guy. So let's jump into one of our new additions. Joining the cast last night was the new Jessica, who's played by Frida Claxton. She's 40 years old. Is that her actual name or is that just like some, does that mean something? We don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's a huge Frida Kahlo fan and just spelled it differently. Yeah. She's someone who is very eager to play and have fun. She hopes that her bubbling personality will win over the hearts of fellow players. She sees herself as fun and is a very kind woman, a single mother with an 11 year old daughter she is in fashion merchandising but also runs a non-profit organization that helps other people escape addiction and sex trafficking she was homecoming queen at her high school and then things spun out of control for her culminating in her going to rikers island in new york never got a ticket before and then was put there of all places she said it was like the movies i'm not gonna go into all those details about her personal issues but um her personally we got this app we really loved her very bubbly very cool career all overall a pretty cool lady she says she's an empath and is the life of the party she can get along with almost everyone especially those who like to have fun and laugh she doesn't like the unkind know-it-alls and anyone who takes things way too seriously upon facing confrontation in game she would apologize immediately as she wants to come across as super kind and genuine her main motivation for playing is to make new friends and have a great time all around just i think a, a good person uh she seems to have had a rough life and has turned it around to help other people which i think is always great and just a super interesting person to have in this cast yeah i think that's definitely the case and this might be a good question for Susie, but i think the interesting thing now with uh the new zach Russ makeup is that we have 
Golden, who is 41, and playing Michaela, and then Jessica, who is 40. So two 40-year-old females playing female reps. I think that's an interesting dynamic. I'm not sure if Strand has had something like that, at least not in recent seasons. I don't know, Susie, if you have a, as, as our resident uh, a woman of a, a respectful age, uh, oh, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I love it for her that she'll have someone her own age to talk to, but I'm also really curious how the rest of the, uh, well, we have a number of players, we'll probably get into it a little bit more, but we have a number of players with legal issues for backgrounds, and mm. uh, she's really turned her life around, so I'm wondering if she's going to be a role model for them, or how she'll even connect with them. That'll be interesting to find out. That's a great take. Um, I actually think, I kind of think we might end up with like the older contestants, you know, I mean, older or in their 40s, like connecting with... Old board. <laughs> connecting old, with some of the younger old. people. Yeah, we're org old. That's right. We're ancient in uh, Discord years, I think. <laughs> but I think we'll actually might see them. I mean, I don't think it's like a given that they'll connect, although it would be great. I think the more interesting thing will be when they connect with people that they don't necessarily interact with every day. You know, someone yeah. maybe a, a younger kid, like you said. Mm -hmm. The other thing I, that I'm glad you mentioned that is that we have a lot of people who work with either charities or behavioral therapy. We have like two of those, um, mm -hmm. one of which we'll talk about tonight. So I think that that's interesting too. We have like a lot of social worker uh, types in this cast. So that'd be interesting. I wonder if, you know, that'll extend to gameplay where some people are looking out for other people just by nature. Yeah, I think that the, the correct strategy for some of the younger players is to just be like really mentally troubled and then hope that like the older uh, contestants coddle you <laughs> all the way to the final. I think that's, that's, the, that's the perfect way to play it this season. I mean, it works for me. <laughs> no. A couple of the older ones are saying that they're seeing themselves as mentors and that's the approach they want to take initially. So we'll see if these guys want to be mentored. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Strand always surprises me. So you never know. Do you want to go right into Maximus then? Because he's another person like that who we just cast uh, and added to the, the Creed game. Yes. And actually, we got this today. Apparently, he was like a, a an invite from a long time ago. And he just never, uh, his invite went into the space folder so he got back to us yesterday and so we interviewed him today and he was great at first it was kind of weird but i think after like some opening up he he turned into a i think he's gonna be a solid casting choice yeah nofo definitely turned around on him I, I can never tell if nofo is actually being serious or sarcastic with me or like likes me or hates me but at least what nofo said is that he didn't like this guy at first and then now it's his winner pick so um, if you take nofo at his word this is who's going to win the entire game yeah I don't know what his track record is on winning picks, but so this is Chris played by Maximus. He's a 37 year old male. He's an old school suckster, which I love. This guy is here to win first and foremost. He wants to adapt to all the personalities in the game that he sees. He will agree to early alliances, but not be the one to ask for them. Overall, he'll say yes to everything in the game. He wants to get to know everyone, but not also just to submit everything. He wants to get settled. And once that happens, his plan is to adapt everything every day to see what he'll need to do. That was boring. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, skip, I'm skipping to the good shit. In his daily life, he leads a large firm for psychological disorders for young people. In regards to this, he says, I'm a very good listener, a 
know how to use words to help my cause. I know how to reach difficult people and lead them forward. I feel like I bring an element to the game that others have not seen before. He took a little while to open up, but he says his work is personal. In his response, asked why all his personal stories were work-related. Yeah, he was kind of close to Vest when we asked him, like, what are some troubles he's had? He would always keep talking about different patients he's seen. And so we couldn't really get a sense of what his personality was. So he did a little bit after you dropped off, Pudi. He he sort of out of the blue just said, what are your guys' thoughts on Biden? <laughs> Which is like not something someone's going to say if their next thing is going to be like, I think he's a great president. So like, we sort of saw what was going on. And um, Susie, I know you were there too, but he kind of went off the rails with like, you know, I mean, Pudi, you obviously you know, might agree with some of his political positions, but he was really kind of uh, pushing hard on Fox News and and as being sort of better. And um, there actually is a yeah, he, he just sort of he kind of flipped a switch. He was making these jokes about his whiskey or whatever, like, or his crown royal, I guess, follow referring to it as. Um, Miss Royal, he had to have a date with her. Um, some weird stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Susie, what did you think? Did we cast Ron Swanson? <laughs> we may have. I thought he was an interesting interview. He was really resistant to our questions. He didn't want us to control the interview. He wanted to be in control of it. Mm-hmm. He also, I think, he's the one that I mentioned earlier. He's one of the ones that sees himself as a mentor. He, um, he, he comes across as the principal, which was his main occupation. He was a principal for 12 years before leaving it because people sucked. I don't know. Mm. He, he's, he's, a, he's a strong character. I think he'll be great on the uh, great as a player, but I'm not sure if he's going to break out of his shell or plans to continue to try to, to operate from behind this, the, the shield he's got up in front of him. I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. I think this guy is going to be the one we're all talking about because he is so interesting to me, mainly because I have no idea what to make of him. I really think, like you said, he's very big into being in control. I can't tell if he's like a villain or a good guy. Certainly, like it's probably a mix of both. I'm sure everyone has a mix of both, but I don't know how he'll play the game. But he is so different from, from most of our choices. So I'm fascinated. This is my thought on him. So I was going to say I think he's going to do terribly. <laughs> that was my first gut, especially because this uh, Leto tribe has a lot of really good players. Like even these sort of more under the radar players like a, like a Laurel or Bradley are still people who really impress me. Um, and like Dominic is is like a really strong type personality. If he can team up with some of these stronger players and kind of be their henchman or their, their side piece, like I think that could carry him far. But I, I worry if he tries to be too aggressive too soon, he could end yeah. up being a pretty easy target himself. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I get the sense if something doesn't go his way, it's not going to be good. But that's enough about him. <laughs> Let's move on to the second game. Another 20 people to get to. So for Rhodes, I guess the first tribe we'll talk about is the Mausolus tribe. Is that am I saying that right? So I was thinking Mausolus, but maybe this is where we bring Dean onto the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Mausolus. Okay. Mausolus. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Mausoleum. Yeah, there you go. That's where the name from is. Yep, you're right. Uh, let's just dive in with the first person on Mausolus. We have Carolyn played by Blue Jay 112 He's a 20-year-old male. Uh, he originally applied for Kuril Islands and is no stranger to the ore communities, having played across NDIM and Discord. A queer from the Carolinas. What a title. He's a student currently studying biology and English theater slash film, and also wants to learn French. 
ever since quarantine, he's wanted to get back into gaming since he's been playing since he was 13 years old. A competitive and ambitious person, he has several wins under his belt. He identifies as a jokester and a dork with dork passions, including Pokemon, shout out Dean, animals, and trivia. Although he wants to keep a cool, level head when facing confrontation, he has a hard time hiding his true emotions when under intense sensitivity um, and is surprised that more people don't cry when they're voted out. Uh, In terms of how he'd be portrayed on Survivor, he wants a detailed edit, the good, the bad, the ugly, but he worries he'd get a purple one since he's a bit shy. He doesn't like people who talk a lot, especially if it's about themselves. He would rather bond with people who are fun, humorous, and enjoy the experience. You need to talk more than game with him, but once he gives his word, he'll be very loyal. He plans to play on a round-by-round basis, being adaptable. His strategy helped him cockroach his way to the end, even making some someone quit along the way. Finally, he'll sometimes make video confessionals. Blue Jay was the ringer in the cast in terms of an experienced org player that we know will show up and play hard. Yeah, I think that he definitely has that experience. I think he played maybe with, was it with Dean? I don't want to, if that's wrong, I, I don't want to. Somebody. Yeah, he played play yeah. with someone. Oh yeah, Dean, do you want to talk about him then? Um, yeah, so Bouge, I don't know. It was sort of weird because the games that I played with him, which was one season and then we played a back-to-back All-Star season together, and they were pretty reserved, but they came across as more energetic in the app and interview but like I, I believe them. Like I think that maybe they just had a bad time, and everyone has like one off org. But I think that pretty much we're gonna see what they wrote in the app. I don't really have too much of a strong opinion, but yeah, I don't think it'll be bad. He's verbose. His fun fact was that he has never seen Hamilton, even though he's in theater. And for some reason, he thought Aaron Burr died in a joust. So if that's the kind of fun fact that gets you going, check out uh, Carolyn's. <laughs> confessionals but I, I do i do think she'll do well I, and this this is honestly a tribe that has a lot of like sort of new players which will cover a lot of like randos so i do think there is room on this masulus whatever however you say it mausolus tribe for some stronger players to kind of make some power moves using some of these newbies but we'll, we'll go through them okay i agree i think he he's gonna have a leg up to begin with um just having done this before my worry with him is he might get lost in the shuffle but we'll see up next let's jump into Haley played by Yoshi Blip, aged 26. Uh, She's shy and new on the scene, but looking to have fun. She's a nanny to three kids. She likes funny and outgoing people and doesn't like people who put themselves into leader roles or talk about themselves a lot and are self-obsessed. She wants a connection with everyone in some kind of way, but for the game, she wants to make a two to three person alliance to be most loyal to. Early on, her plan is to play low-key, but relevant. She doesn't particularly want to be a hero or a villain, and would rather be seen somewhere in the middle. Though she wants to stand strong on her own, she still wants to rely on a stable alliance. She's not afraid to gaslight, even though she'd do this more to troll people than for the game purposes. She has experience with learning to deal with damage control. Yeah, the gaslight thing was interesting. This one was, what do you guys remember from this interview? I I remember her kind of being, and uh, Susie, I'm sure you were there and, and have more thoughts than me, not the most talkative interview, someone who was a little bit more detailed in their app than in the interview. I honestly confused them with Katie1023, who's playing someone in the other game. 
it's both people who who treated the interview kind of like a chance to listen to us talk about the game, but not really opening up too much themselves. Um, but but Susie, what did you think? Yeah, I think she was out of the women, and we were really giving all of the women as fair a shot as we could because we were interested in casting. Of all of them, I think she wasn't a standout, especially compared to some of the other women that we've interviewed. I think she'll be solid. She was definitely interested in playing. She seems to be someone that's a, you know going to follow along and do what we ask her to do. So I think she'll be she'll be great she, she can sit. oh Su- Susie needs to you dropped that a little bit at the end there I was just saying that I think once she gets in the in the game a little bit she'll loosen up and we'll see more of her personality yeah that's that's normally the case with women interviews going into mm-hmm. a season like nine times out of ten the ones that we think are super boring in interviews and we're like borderline not casting them they turn out to be phenomenal you know like stars of the season so we're hoping that's the case here we don't really know we're not we weren't given a whole lot to go off of other than application was really good so kind of a risk we'll see what happens it's it's worked out for us in the past so why wouldn't we take the risk again you know yep should be great let's go ahead and move on to uh, another one of our female apps this one a little bit more feisty Lindsay, played by spicy potato age 30 she is a first-time orger and a huge fan of survivor she has an enormous kagayan survivor tattoo on her leg and her current obsession is legos she considers herself an introvert with a small circle of friends and she has never been much of a partier however she doesn't think that will stop her in stranded because she enjoys letting people talk about themselves and their interests when she was in high school she had to be evacuated from a war zone the u.s Norm- embassy Norm- your normal high school experience you know Crying out for the cheerleading team, getting stuck in a war zone. Yeah, the U.S. Embassy and Navy helped her and her younger sibling get back into the States after a week. The incident drew international attention. In-game, she thinks she'll gravitate towards chill, type-y personalities and clash with arrogant or overconfident people. She's one of my favorites, mainly because she was very endearing and had a very interesting background. Mainly that she was like, you know, look, I I don't have a ton of friends. Like, I have a very close group of friends. And I think she was more interested in this for like meeting people and putting herself out there, which I love. Yeah, Spicy Potato is one that I see maybe really leaning into her alias. A little bit more of a bold version of herself than seeing forward to this. I'm just really excited about seeing all these brand new players. Yeah, so my thought on Spicy is that at playing Lindsay, I think she'll be a standout in this tribe. Again, I've said this tribe is kind of a, has a bunch of wild cards. She's also someone who hasn't done orcs before, so there's a few of them, but she seems to be one who is both outgoing but also like capable socially and will be really good at connecting with people will probably be patient with someone like a a Rodney or whatever and I I do see her doing very well in this tribe yeah I agree I I think she's one of the people that will really put her all into this experience like she's gonna love this more than she thinks she will you know I mean she's already excited about it but I think she's really gonna get way too involved in this (laughs) over the next month I think I hope so. I, I hope she does, because I do think I think she has like winter potential for sure. OK, let's go ahead and move on to Mike. Mike, uh, played by Rowdy, is 29 years old, a soon to be father with a baby expected April 2nd, which if you're looking at your calendar, yes, that is midseason. <laughs> He's a Canadian from Hamilton who just uh, left his dream job to focus on friends and family. He used to work at a comic book store, but when he applied there, he focused on getting to the top and through a series of calculated moves, managed to become the owner of the entire shop. He has a purple belt in what's BJJ. Don't know what that is. I think it's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yes. Okay. And blowjob jumping. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, right. And has won a few tournaments. Uh, he says it's chess with your body to make the right moves. I tell people that all the time. That's all. I'm playing chess with my body. He's never played an org before, but since he's currently unemployed, what better time to start? <laughs> and and when you're having a baby. <laughs> it's going to yeah. go great for him. Definitely. Uh, he believes his biggest traits will be that he's manipulative. He'll be a villain who is clearly out for himself. Uh, blah, 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 blah. He can get along with most people, but he's least excited about the alpha bros. So, I think so- there's a lot of backstory here. Mm-hmm. His story reads like a guy that's twice his age. Yeah, I do have to read this last quote. I skipped over a lot of it, but uh, I did love this. Uh, it says, when asked, if you make the final trouble council and your spouse goes into labor, what do you do? He said, to quote her, I'll be pushing the baby out. So just give me ice chips and win your game. That's a pretty good story if you do win while I'm giving birth. I love that. We've never had a, um, a live birth winner. <laughs> <laughs> winning finale. Um, yeah. But, you know, every year we get something new. So who knows? Who's going to vote a guy out that's having a baby? It might get him some traction throughout the Although, game. <laughs> honestly, it could also be the flip because you could say, oh, he's he's so likable, you know. Um, I do think he's likable. Uh, this is one mm. quote, though, um, that I, I took from his interview. This is him describing this weird comic book situation. You know, he, he basically kicked out his boss and he says, I took away a person's ability to provide for themselves because I knew I could do what they did better. I think that's an invaluable skill to have. Um, so he has like a little dark side to him. Yeah, I think he's a true villain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was one of our favorites in casting because his interview was so bonkers. I, we'll see. We'll see what happens. He's he's a question mark for me. I'm not sure what to make of him because I, I, I really like him. But like you said, he's he's got some villain sides to him. I don't know if he'll be able to own that. We'll see. I'm not sure how much of what he tells us is authentic. Yeah, I got that vibe too. That he, I think he turned a, probably a pretty boring story of basic like, situation of moving up at a comic book store into like something much more than it probably was. Well, I think, but, yeah. it, but it seems like he possibly. did genuinely believe it. So, like, it, it could be something like even mm-hmm. in this game, I could see him, you know, giving these confessionals where he's like, I'm manipulating everyone. Everything yeah. is coming to my plan. But like in reality, like more. nothing, like nobody's, he's being controlled. He has no power. Like I could see that happening for sure. Oh no, he'll, he'll definitely be very entertaining. I just, I, I don't buy that. He's like this maniacal genius, but we'll yeah, see. I'm not really buying his uh, unemployment story either. <laughs> but I guess we'll find out. It'll be fun to find out. Yeah. Okay. Up next, we have Nina played by Pony, age 23, non-binary, a friend of co-host crazy james they've never actually seen the show survivor before one off to a great start james <laughs> however they have played a college edition of it with fellow marching band members a band nerd of course of course this is who you referred they are mostly here for fun and the experience yet love the chance to scheme and be cunning they are conniving yet wouldn't go too far on people they feel are emotional and will not go so far as to be a bully. Hates co-conspirators who don't conspire when it comes to helping backstab and betray someone else. Uh, I think this person's a gamer in the true sense of the form where they're not going to take the game too seriously, mm-hmm. which could be fun to watch. Have you played a game with this person? Yeah, so here's a little backstory. So I created this series among like my marching band friends um, and mm. um, host. I played one of the seasons and then host another and then eventually pass it off to some other people. I played one season with him 
after that, and then he took over hosting. So he's now the host. Again, again, he's never seen Survivor. But in the season I played with him, he's very good socially. And I mean, I know. I, oh, sorry, I, I'm saying him. He is, they are yeah. non-binary, so it's it's them. Apologies. They are very good socially. I know them in, in real life as well, and they're just a very popular person, very good at connecting with people. And the the series that we play is with people we know. So you have to have some ability to kind of view people as just you're just playing a game sort of take emotion out of it and say this is like if you're willing to backstab your friend in a game you're going to be willing to backstab these strangers i do think they're going to be harmed by the fact that they are not really familiar with, with survivor outside of the context of of that game series and uh so, so we'll have to see I, actually um i thought of this who in stranded they kind of remind me of that i played with they, they, and Nofo's not going to like this, but they, they kind of remind me of Caesar from my season of ISO. Um, Incredible. Uh, now, I don't think they're going to come at the host like Caesar did, but sort of this under the radar like gamer who just sort of at face value, you might think that they're just kind of along for the ride. But really, there's more churning down there. So n- none of the good parts, just the uh, <laughs> under the radar. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, Caesar was great when he like came out of left field and started playing. So hopefully we'll get the same here. I thought Pony came across as very wholesome. So I'm a little surprised to hear this. <laughs> well, I we'll think see. they have ability to adapt or talk to people, you know, and, and connect. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. So that's Pony. Up next, everyone's favorite. Very excited to talk about this person. Playing Rodney is Mystic Dreamcatcher, a 20 year old male. He runs a total drama type of org series on YouTube with a few thousand fans and is ready to go into the meat grinder to see what it's like on the other end. Claims he is smart, serious, and unafraid to make big moves and fuck with people no matter who they are. In his words, if they're breathing, they're liable to getting this ass whooping. Wants to prove that he can host bitches and toast bitches. He learned a lot there about how people regard you as well as how emotions can be swayed. He thinks that he will be a smart villain with humor. Super interesting application. Big standout for several reasons. For one, that he's like runs a community and mm-hmm. was really funny about it. And two, for a 20 year old, he's been through a lot of shit. Uh, he didn't come across as 20 years old at all. No. He's been to prison for three years under false imprisonment, which is just so significant. I, we've, we've never had anyone like that on Stranded. Very interested to see how he does here. All that aside, even without that, he was just very interesting and funny. So I'm very excited about Rodney. I hope he does well. And he's only 20. Yeah, he he was he's a great find his goal is to get to the final five he thinks that <laughs> yeah. if he does that then he will have satisfied both his fans and the players that he uh, i guess controls in his games uh, yeah. that he can he, he wants to just prove that he can play the game and host it as well and uh he's he's here to fight i love that little does yeah. he know final five is 35 people later <laughs> He might be one of the ones that's the most upset about the twist this season. True. I think he's quite a bit overconfident. Yeah. He's one who's posted initial confessionals and he's, he was saying like, oh, I passed calculus class. Like, this is going to be a piece of cake. And may, maybe maybe I'm just misjudging him and he does have that ability. I mean, he does play orgs that are like this and host them, but... He just seems really confident. You know, that top five is like kind of just like an easy check he's going to get and then go back to his community with like a victory parade and they'll be like top five, top five, top five. Like, I I don't know. He could be going first. Interestingly, I think 
one of our other applicants on the first game, Crete, mm-hmm. is maybe, a, maybe a fan of his, talked about how he watches Total Drama YouTube videos. So probably yeah. follow yeah. this guy. I actually did ask Bradacious that I, I asked him like sort of innocently, like, oh, like I'm getting into Total Drama. What are some content creators you like just to see who we mentioned? He didn't name Rodney, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't know who Rodney is. We didn't like obviously we didn't ask, like, do you know who Mystic Dreamcatcher is? There cannot be that many <laughs> YouTubers about Total Drama Island. Yeah. I would be shook if there were like a hundred. Well, look, he has thousands of fans, man. So you, maybe you're going to be shook. Yes, you never know. Yeah. More fans than you have, Pooty. How many people listen to this podcast? Like eight? <laughs> yeah. Who said that? Someone said that in an interview. Oh, it was Reynolds. <laughs> Icon. Anyway, yeah, that's that's Rodney. He's going to be iconic. Let's hope he, he gets the final five because he'd be great. Up next, we have Tyler, played by Design. Just kidding. I don't know how you say that name. He's 41. He's an old school org player who now is a graphic designer and illustrator. Quite talented. Yeah, he's one of me. Mm. He's played many orgs, altreality.net, question mark, and hosted some, but has only won two. One of them was a Big Brother game that had two houses and 20 people merging together. (laughs) Yikes. I died when he said that. This will be all too familiar for him. Thinks his archetype is either a relaxed surfer dude or know-it-all, and he will not seek out any fights or drama or confrontation, but I guarantee it will find him. (laughs) He enjoys funny and smart strategists and is not too fond of loud and rude, obnoxious people. He wants to take this game seriously, but he also wants to just have fun. If he has to, he'll lean into the old person shtick. He's a talented artist who is passionate about being here and wanting to play. Yeah, I think he's great. He's a solid player. Really got Tommy vibes from this guy. Yeah. So I kind of think he'll be a hard gamer that way. I don't think he'll get into the the mud with people, but I think he'll play hard. He's one where I thought would do the best just based off reading applications before we interviewed. Just seems to have a very good sense of who he is, what he's about, a lot of life experience, a lot of org experience, and and just um, isn't going to be rattled by anything that happens here. Now, is he going to win? I don't know. It seems like based on you know you, what you just said, he's only won two out of however many he's played. Maybe not, but I think he's a good bet to go far in the game. Yeah, I think he'll be solid throughout the game. He's very mature. He seems like he doesn't take life too seriously. He'll be a very balanced player. Probably a great member of the community as well. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll do well. Moving along, up next we have Vince, played by Survivor Enthusiast, 20-year-old male, uh, a student from Virginia Tech. He's an Instagram org veteran, another one. With a few Discord orgs under his belt, he has many interests which include HDTV, Survivor, video games, football, and theater. He says he can be abrasive and polarizing at times, but is overall a kind and transparent person. He comes into the game wanting a strategy to win. He's played for fun and doesn't mind it, but wants to start racking up wins and take things more seriously. He's incredibly high energy and plans to be witty in his confessionals, sometimes on video. When confronted, he would take note of the information given and claims that only people who confront others are either emotional wrecks or strategic masterminds. So he will know what kind of player they are if they do confront him. He'll use that info to get uh, blah, 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 blah. I don't care about this. The people who annoy him in orgs are those who complain in the context of the game, complaining about rules, that kind of thing. His main focus is a social game. He wants to stockpile information and use it in a wildfire when needed. In general, he's incredibly spontaneous, flirty, and claims to fight 60% of the time in any org he plays. 
I don't know. I think he's going to take this more seriously than he will otherwise. But maybe like, you know, maybe the chips are down. We'll see uh, a more fun side to him. I think he's going to be taking the game extremely seriously. He's already produced. Did you get a chance to watch his video, Susie? Yeah, he's already produced a video for us. He says he's played a ton of orgs just for fun, but this season he came to win. We'd love to see it. Mm. Yeah, there's a little contradiction in him, though. I think that you noted, Pootie, like he wants to play this maybe more balanced game to really try to win. He he said his goal is to play the best game he's ever played. But at the same time, he says, you know, I fight 60% of the time. Even in the video I wrote down, he says, I live off chaos and making people upset. If they need therapy, I'm sorry for them, but I don't need shit. It's like he has this kind of logical side of like, this is what I need to do to win the game. And then also this like burn it all down side. And we have to see which one wins out with him. Yeah, that'll be fun to watch. So let's move on to the next one on the list. Will, played by Jay, 36 year old man. We covered him, though, yesterday. Oh, we did. Okay, you're right. Yeah, Yeah, now he's Will and he's pissed about it. But what are you going to do? All right, moving on to the Camaros tribe. Camaros, we're just going to say that. Up first is Brad, fish on a heater, 29-year-old male. I love this app. He's a content creator from Australia for Pokemon Go. This will be his first org. He wants to try to tackle it as practice to try for the real thing. Uh, He's already been on a couple of game shows. He's even won one of them. He would want to be portrayed as a badass and not just part of someone else's storyline. He enjoys people who accept other ways of life and points of views and doesn't like close-minded people. Even going so far as to be contrarian just for the sake of showing the the person's different side, even if he agrees with that opinion. It is the correctness, as he calls it, that he doesn't like about those people. He also loves poker, his name being a pun for poker slang, with fish on a heater essentially meaning a bad player who wins a lot. He learned a lot about how power dynamics work after an incident in his Pokemon Go community. Who knew? Uh, Or someone who didn't like him won over the admins in his group and uh, got him kicked out. In that experience, he's seen a lot of similarities in Survivor. Uh, He plans to make increasingly aggressive moves as time goes on, but lay low for the first couple of votes as a pawn. Trying to play it like a poker game, he says. So we put him as Brad, which I think is fitting. Really, he's kind of all over the place. Like, I mean, he's probably accomplished and a fairly intelligent guy, but he's definitely got a lot of manic energy. Yeah, and it's interesting. His story is kind of the flip of Rowdy, who's playing Mike's story, where, like, Mike masterminded this ouster. Brad is saying, you know, I was the victim of this unfair ousting in my community, and um, they're both saying it's, like, indicative of, you know, how they're going to play Survivor and learn from it and blah, blah, blah. But um, interesting to see who will make it further. Or if uh, Rowdy will um, dick this guy over to win. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. That's, maybe that's the ultimate result here. That would be pretty epic. Um, the he, opposite he, would be more interesting. True. Um, he's our third Aussie, too, that we've, we've talked about, so that's noteworthy. Yes. Yeah, lots of Aussies. And um, a lot of personality out of the Aussies Maybe <laughs> attached to the fact that, like, Australian Survivor is very uh, one note with, like, big characters. Um, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm glad they have lots of experience watching Australian Survivor. Mm-hmm. Shana Heater didn't have any experience watching uh, 41, though. He doesn't know who Brad is. He's just mesmerized by his teeth at this point. <laughs> yeah, that, av- that avatar is wild. <laughs> yeah, who made it'll that? Be <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun to watch, though. Up next is Erica, played by Loud Associate slash Lulu, age 29. She is a prankster and is quite different from the normal crowd. She's someone who has wanted to try something like this for a while, but has no prior org experience. 
if someone were to confront her about something, she'd lie, 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 deny, 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 no matter what, even if there were screenshots. She wants to gaslight to the extreme. That's the second time someone said that, if it's to her benefit. She also likes the male, the alpha male type and would want to associate with them and with other strong personality types. That's actually the first person to say that they like the alpha male type. She couldn't stand to be around indecisive people and wants people with a backbone to play. Her motto is go in looking like a lamb, but play like a tiger. She enjoys pranking certain people, especially people with the anti-vax crowd, which she can't stand. She also doesn't see eye to eye with Republicans and has a passionate opinion for certain topics wants to create a final two in the first couple of hours of the game and seek out the alphas. She's worried she might resort to being a game bot. I don't think she'll be a game bot. I think, uh, first of all, the the take in her app is something we don't get often, which is that they love big personalities with uh, the alpha types. So I think that will be interesting. She was a great interview, very lively, lots of comments to make. There's a disconnect for me around her vocabulary for gaming and the fact that she says she's never played an org before. Uh, I'm not sure if I believe that just from the way that she frames Ooh. other things. All right. We've, so maybe that's part of her lie, 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 deny, deny, deny. Maybe. Mm. She might be lying to us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the comment she makes wants to create a final two, worried about being a game bot. Mm, I'm not sure a brand new person would even know what those words meant. A game bot? I didn't know what that meant. Maybe if she has Reddit experience or, or something that, you know, they talk about that. My, my only thought on her is just the, the Republican comment. It's interesting because you know, this is the tribe with the, the person we'll get to at the end. Voce is a, um, it seems like a conservative person. And there's, I guess it's all the way in, in Crete. We have the, the Republican we, we talked about today playing, um, uh, playing Chris. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how she manages. So. Yeah, it really, you know, we always cast that and we assume there'll be some kind of dust up and it never really happens. So I don't know if that's so much as interesting as, you know, the fact that they take that very seriously, it, I think is something to do with their personality type. Right. Yeah, I think this person will be Erica will be super interesting and very bubbly. We were very happy with her after the interview. So up next, we have Jeannie, played by Khan, a 30 year old male hailing from Orgy. That's, of course, Blondzilla's Cataly from Stranded's forum and gaming community. He joined about a year and a half ago. He loves getting along with people who have a shtick alias and have fun or unique personalities. Shtick alias meaning they play a character. His game plan is generally to position himself highest on the totem pole without being high enough to be the target. He thinks that he'll have a more UTR edit under the radar with an over-the-top flameout as his demise. Although he doesn't like to get involved in drama, he isn't afraid to throw a punch if need be. One of his biggest personal challenges in life was when he broke his back in his freshman year of college and had to relearn how to walk. Knows nothing is impossible. Very likable. I think several people played with Genie on Orgy and game highly recommended. I think this is someone I don't think they'll be like an over the top uh, domineering person, but I think that they'll go far and be very entertaining and a good player. Typically, the Orgy players do very well, so I expect them to probably make merge. Yeah, I, I would think so. I don't have any too strong opinions on this, on, on Khan and Genie, but, um, you know, anyone from Orgy is going to have good experience. Yeah, I don't really have a strong opinion about Khan. I don't remember playing with them, so I don't think we did. Um, no, I think Levita did or something. Mm, you, you didn't play with them, huh, um, James? No, I did not in, in my season with uh, Orgy now. Khan okay. is super friendly, very polite, very gregarious. He's going to be great. 
Uh, I'm yeah. sure he's going to go far. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't make it into the top five. I know that Khan was really good with Levita, and Levita was like really pulling for Khan. So I think she would have something to say, but she isn't here. Yeah, the, the other Orgy people are all excited about them playing. Yeah, so, um... like Orgy has really good players by default. So I already assumed that Khan's going to make it to, at the very least, the game merge. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the games are very similar to Stranded. So it's, in, you know, they came prepared. But, you know, I mean, look, last season on Two Motus, we had Mary who won from Orgy. So mm-hmm. it's got big, big shoes to fill. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And Khan's only been in Orgy for a year and a half or something. So it's not like one of the old, old school people from there. But I think right. he'll still do good. Agreed. Okay. Let's move on to JD, played by Seb, 20 year old male. Seb is a very outgoing theater student, Disney fan, shout out James, and experienced orger. He was introduced to Stranded by his friend and frequent <laughs> frequent fellow orger. Freaking orger. Yeah. Susie's buddy, Randy Keaton. He wants us to know that he's missed three knuckles. <laughs> he wants us to know that he's missing three knuckles, uh, but doesn't <laughs> expect that to slow down his gameplay. Okay. Um, he talked a lot about his knuckles. <laughs> yeah, I, I asked a lot of questions about that. Can, can I actually talk about the knuckles real fast before we move on? Um, sure. I'm actually going to go to the bathroom, so talk yeah. away. <laughs> so, uh, so first of all, this is the second person in the Rhodes game who has some finger issue because uh, Tyler, uh, the 40-plus-year-old the in the other tribe, uh, is like has a dumb pinky now and missing part of the pinky because he punched a window. So that's that's one <laughs> finger issue. And then uh, JD is missing three knuckles. So I asked, like, what does that mean? Like, Because knuckles are just joints, right? Like, are they like, are your fingers just kind of like floating around and like, like the sludge of your hand? Like, how does it work? And he was just like, nope, they're, they're just fingers. They work. And so like, I have no concept of like what this is. Um, I did ask him to send a picture and then everyone said I was like being weird. So then he didn't send a picture, but I, I do at some point in my life want to understand what's going on with his knuckles. So knuckle rant over, but that's, um, uh, that's my thought. I don't know, Susie, if you have thoughts on him outside of his, his knuckles. Well, I have thoughts on the finger. I think it's just a few bone is probably what his issue is just it sticks out straight instead of bending but I did think it was strange that you know I presumably he's had this his entire life he's 20 now and he he didn't really have a way of articulating what it was (laughs) maybe people don't ask him about it or maybe it's not that noticeable maybe not yeah it's such a weird like who cares you know like why is that your 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 personality type he wasn't the one who said I like pizza right that was someone else no (laughs) yeah we're gonna get to that that weirdo his biggest personal challenge was the loss of his brother which he said has made it harder to trust people but when he does he runs with them and that could help him find allies for his end game so you know i don't know maybe maybe he's deeper than just uh missing three knuckles i don't know yeah i think so he's a very sweet guy and i you know he he i think he's a type that probably wears his heart on this sleeve and we'll probably see a lot of his personality as the game goes on agreed you know a lot of interesting 20 year olds this season mm-hmm you know mature beyond their years so we'll see i'm excited about it let's go ahead and talk about liana Uh, liana played by jumpy fang this 24 year old female jumpy fang is a behavioral tech and has experience as a social worker 
another social worker. She also makes psychedelic art and plays poker, another poker player. A fan of reality games, she hasn't watched Survivor in a long time, but she's a huge Big Brother fan. A new player to the org scene, her closest experience so far is Among Us. Uh, a lot of people in her life have battled with major illness, and some have died young, which she says put into perspective how short life really is. It has made her less reluctant to take risks and go with her gut. Uh, she thinks this experience will aid her in finding loyal alliances in the game. I, you know, she was someone who, again, like Haley, had, or Hallie, whatever, had a really ho-hum interview, um, but their application was so much more interesting. And again, I think once the game begins, we'll see more to her personality because she has a, a, a great backstory, frankly. Yeah, she's a she's a sweet person. She seems like she's really into playing. I think that she's probably shy, uh, which might be why it's easier for her to communicate via text than in a live interview kind of situation. Mm -hmm. But I think she'll do great. I think she'll fit right in. She'll, she's got a lot of common ground with with other players, very diverse sets of other players that she has things in common with. I think she'll do, I think she'll do well. Yeah. Another, another complete newbie, which I enjoy. Okay. Uh, up next is Nasir, played by Maddie 223 19-year-old male. Maddie hails from the country of Welch. <laughs> I can't. Um, he hails yeah. from the country of Welch. You heard that right. Not Welsh or Wales. Uh, yeah. The country of Welch. <laughs> He's from Welch's Grape Jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which he insisted on supporting his claim that he is bad at geography. In an ally, he loves a smart person who loves to talk strategy, but stays away from, quote, people who talk bad behind others. It just gives me bad vibes and I do clash back. End quote. Maddie is an experienced orger who has played 10 games and won two. He finds similar, uh, probably Discord though. He, he finds similarity with Harry Hills, the ice cream man from, from Australian Survivor, and he currently works at Dairy Queen in Missouri. He loves to play dirty and is not afraid to play hard. One of his favorite org achievements is making an alliance called the Four Whore Men uh, who dominated the finals. He cherishes the biggest whore award that he received. Uh, what is happening? Um, <laughs> he could only be Nasir. We didn't yeah. originally have a Nasir, but we were like, this guy's Nasir. <laughs> totally he kept, off the wall. He kept saying he was like five different things. Yeah. And he kept saying he was Indian. Indian. Like, and then he's like, oh, oh I meant God. like Native American. Like, yeah, for the first half of the interview, he was saying he was Indian, Filipino, Korean, like this mix. And we were all thinking, OK, he means like from India. And we were thinking he was ESL. And eventually he's like, no, no, like English is my first language. The only other language I speak is Vietnamese because he like learned it on a lark. He doesn't speak any of his other native languages. And what's more, he's like Native American. And what he said is, am I wrong? But are Native Americans a race of Indian? My grandma has the tribes. Look, my GPA is more that I don't even know. It wasn't even decipherable. Like nothing he said was decipherable. <laughs> it's Incredible. Such a mess. Amazing. It, in, he doesn't understand the difference between Indian and Native American. So yeah, he he doesn't know about dots or feathers. He also doesn't know that Welch is not a country and you can't say you're from somewhere if you weren't born there. And also, like, maybe if you're going to tell people what you are, like, know what that country is. I don't know. It was but so he's bizarre. Clearly, he clearly is thinking of Wales because he said, oh, it's near um, England. And I think, Pudi, you said, oh, you mean Wales. And he, he said was like, it's near no, 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 London. No. Yeah. But he was like, no, he it's not. It's not Wales. <laughs> 
He's another word salad guy. I think he's going to be hilarious. I'm not sure how long he's going to last. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, imagine if his dad at some point maybe just told him that, oh, your mom, she's from Welch. Yeah, or our people are Welsh. That's what he told. Yeah, and he just misunderstood it or something. Like, I was trying to think, like, what would be a cop here? Like, like, like imagine, it's imagine, so like, stupid. like, Pootie, imagine, like, if you, your dad, when you were young, was like, you're from, uh, you're from France. And, like, your whole life, you thought that France was pronounced France. <laughs> and then you, like, applied right. to an org 20 years later, and you're like, oh, I- I'm from France. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And you're like, oh, maybe France isn't what it's called. Like, like, that's the crazy part. Like, he waited his entire life thinking that he was from Welch, and then there was, like, us interviewing him to be like what what the fuck dude like has no one else told you that you're an idiot like that's the craziest part like it's just insane the one thing he retained about all of that is that he was bad at geography which is (laughs) fascinating to me why wouldn't he look on a map Maybe it's not labeled. Right. He was really nice and yeah. engaging. It was just totally like, what, sweet guy. Yeah. What is happening? And, and he does have success in orgs. Like it's not like I mean I know they're they're probably Discord, but it's not like he's just like this total rando we found on Reddit, like with no experience. Like he knows he's actually succeeded in one thing. So like there must be more behind him. Maybe like no one in any of these other orgs has ever asked him like where he's from. <laughs> I yeah, I mean he won he won the biggest horror award. So there's yeah. that. Yeah, I can't I get him, over. Though. Yeah, I can't get over the Welch thing, and I think like he probably has told people that a lot. Like I'm, I'm from Welch, and everyone's oh, like, yeah. "Excuse me, I can't." <laughs> okay, that's Nasir. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, up next, <laughs> up next is Ricard, played by a Penguin Seven Five Seven, age thirty-two. He's an old school player who dates back to AIM days of two thousand three. Very similar to Clumpy. He's played a Discord org with host Susie. Shout out Susie, uh, mm-hmm. and was a member of FGC. Not afraid of a fight, he can put down a confrontation if it escalates due to being messy for gameplay. He used to work in television as both a journalist and field producer and knows which sound bites are used. Because of that, he thinks he might be cast as a bitchy gay. He loves straight shooters, but hates passive aggressive people. In the season, he wants his positive energy to come across and says he loves writing confessionals. Overall, he says, his social game is his weakest point. The physical is 50-50, and so strategy is going to be his bread and butter. He isn't afraid to embrace himself for fans. He can make a video for us. So that's Ricard. Susie, what do you think? You, have, you know him best. I think that he sized up his game extremely accurately. His, his social game, he was on my alliance in the game that we played together, and he was probably the most distant he didn't bond as easily as some of the other alliance members did with each other but it didn't affect his game he remained extremely good at strategy i don't really remember his comp performance it wasn't extremely remarkable but the comps were so different than how we do them here so i think he's very uh, self-aware i think he's in complete control of what he says and does so i think he's going to go far here i, I think he's going to probably top 10 maybe yeah i think he's a he's a good potential winner pick as well for sure. mm-hmm. I think he's another one who very, like you said, knows who they are, knows their game, um, has experience, and also just a really interesting backstory of the working with other news organizations, like a wealth of experience with like, obviously people with like vastly different opinions from him. I think he's going to be someone to watch for sure. I think his varied background will help him get a lot of respect from some of the other players. I think they'll take him very seriously. It might make them worry that he's going to 
be too dominant in the game. He was a journalist and field producer. I don't think he was an on-air personality. Yeah, yeah he, he was like behind the scenes and, and yeah. stuff. But yeah. Love that. And he's moved on to a job, I think, in communications, if I recall correctly. He seems like an interesting guy. So we'll see how he does. He's my age. Yeah. Up next, I, actually, he kind of started AIM around the same time as I did. I might know him from that. Yeah, you might. Up next is Sydney, played by Ruby, one of our favorite applications. Mm-hmm. It's so wild. Buckle up. She's a 20-year-old female. She is an online college student who's been trying to get on Survivor for years, but she thinks she'd be pretty good and wants to find out. She is interested to see how it works when her face and body aren't part of the story. She's played in 10 Survivor orgs on Discord and hasn't won yet, but is always in the top three or eliminated right after the merge because of her threat level. If threatened, she plans to gaslight and use another one. <laughs> is that this is the new uh, the new meme? She used wants to use pity type tactics to convey her innocence. I didn't know what that meant when she said it. Pity tactics. This one's wild, y'all. Then express real empathy and regret if the situation calls for it, uh, or she might get angry. Her natural defense mechanism is to fight. We love that. She'd like to be seen as smart and cunning, but charming and likable. And she would love to be portrayed as a woman who is able to take down men. She thinks she'll be portrayed as kind of unhinged. If my emotions get into it, I'm real exhausted. I would probably end up looking like Angelina from David versus Goliath and giving bipolar disorder. She, I think that's what she's going for. Or borderline personality disorder, possibly. I could see myself ending up as a wild card. And there is a shock factor for the audience. She would like us to know that she's a Sagittarius, Sun Scorpio Moon. Gemini rising. Of course. Okay. I, I yeah. know what that means. Uh, as one is. As, a, one as, does. A stra- as a straight man, I know all of those things. Um, she says... As a gay man, I don't know those things. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just a crazy person thing. I've heard those words. <laughs> I've definitely heard those words. Not so many of them <laughs> in together. Yeah. I know some of these words, uh, yeah. And she had this to say about her favorite survivor, Parvati Shallow. I most admire her work in Micronesia. Uh, she's able to craft an all-girls alliance, blah, 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 blah. Let's get to the real tea. She came into the interview saying that she had a date with Ozzy and that he hooked her up with his OnlyFans for free. So that was the majority of our interview with her. <laughs> also, I'm not sure if this is a catfish. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't know many women who are that wild, <laughs> I guess. Not the like... profile did have a picture. Now it could be a fake picture, right? But um, it did have Yeah, a- we saw her appearance. I feel like it's a gay guy, but I could be wrong. It's possible. I don't know. It was just like so wild. Um, I believed her. Yeah, I, I did too. I, I believed I, that she's attractive, that she has bright red hair. She calls herself Ruby. I think she's yeah. been judged for her appearance and is interested in seeing how she can do with her mind alone. Yeah, I, I think she's going to do. I mean, honestly, it doesn't within this game. It doesn't really matter if she's a gay guy or a woman because she's playing as a woman and she's going to have her strategy sure. of Black Widow Alliance. But I mean, I think she's going to do really well. What is interesting to me is she's with in this tribe with Ricard. If the two of them can work together, I think they could like blaze their way to the end. If they end up on opposite sides, that, that's not going to be as good for either of them because they seem like two really strong players both in this tribe that's interesting i see i just saw her as like a wild card someone that might like maybe be active but also might like flame out early well yeah i mean um, she's busy fucking ozzy yeah she might not actually log in but but I, I think if she if she tries i think that she actually will do very well and and, and she seems very self-aware like she knows her weaknesses like she always gets cut she said like right the merge because of her threat level she's like very aware that she has a high threat level and about managing it so to me she did seem like a good player i feel like she could only be sydney Oh, yeah. 
Sydney's perfect for her. Yeah, whoever this is, we're in for a wild ride, regardless, I, I think. It's also possible to, you know, we talk a lot about it in previous podcasts about like the Yas, Stan, gay Discord, younger person thing. I kind of feel like maybe that's why I'm associating with that. I think that she kind of fault like her Discord community was probably very similar to that. So she has the same lingo, uh, the same vibe, which doesn't always translate well into Stranded. Like, you know, I'm thinking Devon, so of that type of player that might flame out early from not being of the same like maturity level as the rest of the cast but i don't know i mean it's just such a wild card to me i think i think she's gonna do well that's that's my i'm sticking to that um i hope you guys are right i hope she's she's who she says she is and i hope that she's as bold as she says she is um because she kind of she kind of reminds me of amanda from my season of isolated Mm -hmm. you know sort of willing to make the fight to fight but like just really grounded strategically i mean I think she has more experience coming in in orgs than Amanda did. So maybe she even has more, I would even view her as maybe even more of a threat, but you know, obviously Amanda did great. So it's not like, um, you know, it's hard to do much better, but here's my thing. I just don't, I haven't had that experience. Like even Amanda, she was someone who we almost didn't cast because her interview was so boring. And same thing with like Stephanie, who's another a co-host, Stephanie, who was another like really boring interview and just came into the game with like a fury. And typically like the people that talk about it the most are not that so I worry about that. I, I think the the one exception I can think of off the top of my head is Hope, who like was super yeah. funny, said they were, they were going to be a good time and was like more than what they even told us. So I'm, uh, maybe that's the case here, but is typically the case that it's not. I, I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. She has something to prove to me. <laughs> let's, put it, let's put it that way. But everything else, the, the app was incredible. Yeah, she brings us what she gave us in the interview. We're going to have a good time with her. That's right. All right, let's go ahead and move on to Tiffany, who's played by, I'm going to try this, uh, Shuck Fath Fit, (laughs) which I guess is a a play on fuck that shit with like the front letters all mixed around. She's a 42-year-old female. Shuck Fat Fit is a nanny and mom of three sons who is new to orgs. She's been a Survivor fan since season one. She told us that she ended up being a young mom because her ex-husband's mother told her she was sterile. He was sterile. He was sterile. Oh, right. Her her son. Her her ex-husband's mother was like, please bed my son with vigor (laughs) because he's sterile. (laughs) And she said, okay. This is going lovely. (laughs) 16. I mean, you were listening. Okay. Her story can be a little all over the place. Even her current husband agrees it's a problem. Her storytelling and her story. But she has some wild ones. Uh, Her plan is to be friendly, but spend a lot of time listening as people often slip up and admit things without realizing it. She thinks she might be portrayed as old, out of the loop, and slow. She gets along with mellow or funny people, but never aggressive people. She is playing for the challenge of doing something new. One of my absolute favorites, super personable, uh, likable, mature, but also like just fun. I don't don't know. I think her son, her son was older. He's like almost in college or something or just went off to college. One of the two. He has a few kids, I think, right? Yeah. One of them. I think her her oldest that she had with her first, her ex-husband. The youngest is 17. I think she's got like uh, savant children. They're all brilliant. And the youngest one's still at home. I think a lot of her identity is probably being a mom raising her kids. She talked about Mm -hmm. her kids a lot. 
as is normal. And so it'll be interesting to see how she plays the game by herself, you know, for herself. She's she's the oldest in the cast, but by like one year and there's like four other people who are her age pretty much. So, you know, she talked about being old and out of the loop, but I think she'll do fine. I think she'll be great. She'll probably be a little lost with the technology initially, but I, I'm hoping she picks it up. I'm most curious about her tolerance for the crazy behavior of her her uh, fellow players. Yeah, it was something weird with like, you know, her husband told her it was a problem because she's about her mistelling stories or, or she said it was like an issue for her. She told us a couple of stories during the interview that we didn't yeah. even type up because they were just so crazy. And then it turned out we misunderstood or I at least misunderstood oh, right, right, what right. she was talking about. And then she joins in with, oh, well, my husband says I tell weird stories or I don't tell stories correctly or something. But I'm really really looking forward to her telling stories to the other contestants. Yeah, her big one was that, that she's part of this Reddit community where she's like, I think they had to message each other every day or they get dropped from the community or something. And they became really close friends and she's had them all visit her and some of them lived with her for long periods of time. So she, she has this like, I don't know, boarding house full of like, you know, children <laughs> and uh, and like Redditors. And there was some confusion about someone else in that Reddit community that who didn't visit her had done something criminal, but but it was not someone who visited her. I, I think that our main takeaway was that, you know, Internet people should all get together. So Pootie graciously <laughs> yeah. has invited the entire cast of Stranded 40 to his home uh, after the game. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, don't nobody call me. <laughs> You'll be left on red. That's fucking crazy. God bless her for not getting murdered because, um, you know, I love Stranded. I love everybody's good friends and everything. But like, don't invite these people to your house. We're good. We find crazy people. OK, <laughs> that's, my, that's my word of wisdom. Apparently, the person stayed for a week at her home. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like you guys and all, but um, ain't nobody staying in my house. So she says, you know, she was that. That's the one takeaway. I think Susie, you hit on it. Is that like, what is she going to be like when she's telling people what happened, and she retells it horribly? Like that's going to be a terrible game of telephone. I can't wait. Yeah, she's going to be great. Especially when wait when, when Maddie tells her his Welch story, oh and then my gosh. she's going to be like, oh yeah, he's he, he, he's he said he he's from the Welch family, and they're like it's going to go totally off the wall. Like, like I just cannot wait for that. And some of the more paranoid players are going to freak out about him making up countries and. Game of telephone on this tribe will be one to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings us to our final contestant, number forty. Playing Voce is Eugenius. He's 34 years old, another new player to orgs. He was an old school Survivor fan who has recently gotten back into the show because of his son, who saw 39 on television. Now it's a regular family show. He's a family man, married with two kids, and coping with the recent loss of his father. One of his goals, that's young to lose your father too. Yeah. One of his goals for this season is to find a hidden idol and not tell anyone he isn't 100% close with. A shy person who is sweet and down to earth, he says he finds difficulty in getting along with obnoxious and cocky people. He is religious and his he and his family go to church every Sunday, the one that he and his wife went to as children. However, he isn't one to impose those views on others and has a very humble demeanor. He was very excited to play. Very nice guy. Very interesting background. I think he's just going to be good. I think he'll be, he'll enjoy playing. I don't know how well he'll do. It's hard I mean, he, because, you know. He's so low-key compared to like the wackos on this tribe. It'll be Really interesting how that goes. Yeah, Yeah, either he'll get left out or he can kind of slip through the cracks while they're all focusing on the Nasirs and Sydneys of the world. I think the 
fact that he goes to church on a regular basis. He's got traditional values, but he's also got the ability to talk to pretty much everyone. That's the only thing I think that'll save him here. He's not that relatable otherwise. True. I, I do like the, I like when people say that they, you know, they personally like in religion, but don't impose those views. You know, that, mm-hmm. that that takes like a pretty, it takes some maturity and consideration for other people, you know? Yeah, for sure. And just the fact that he, he goes to this church, which presumably is full of diverse personalities and probably, you know, finds a way to communicate with each of them. I think that'll be good experience for the org if he chooses to put that into play here. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I'm worried about is that he will just get eaten alive by some of the more cruel people but you know the villains are only good if there's some people to be villainous too so i kind of think that 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 makes it more interesting so i'm looking forward to seeing him play i think he'll be someone everyone likes though yeah i think so his lack of orc experience is going to be fun to watch just the same as the others so i'm excited about that yeah i really like that we cast a lot of people that are new to orcs but like it's something they've really wanted to do or like they really enjoy survivor i think you're going to see a lot of people hopefully that like are really committed to the game really logging on and putting in their confessionals because to them this is their shot you know so i i really hope that translates yeah overall i guess we'll just close it out i i think this is a great group of 40 i mean we get a good group every time but it was particularly challenging finding uh, 40 people that are really good but that was the that was the challenge of the season was to find 40 interesting stranded cast level people not just like throwaways that we get whatever you know take anybody it was more like we wanted to find 40 interesting people and i think we found that i think we have people that we've never had before i think we have some some really really interesting people i'm almost worried about like who gets illuminated early and and i think with any season we get some surprises so i'm excited for that potential too we did have more room to take some risks but overall i mean i feel great about all the risks we took Uh, i think they all have immense potential to, to do well Yeah, the ones we weren't so crazy about in their interviews had the most eagerness to play. So it should balance out. Yeah. So that's it. We're insane for doing 40 people. (laughs) We're going to get a big influx of people in the community. But ultimately, um, I think that the hosting team is is a well-oiled machine at this point. So we're ready for it. I got to thank those guys who put in a lot of work helping me get this ready. You guys included. Everybody's been doing great. And I'm really excited about it. I think we're in a good place for it and we got a good cast so with that i think that's going to do it for the preseason assessments thanks for hanging in through all 40 people <laughs> it's daunting when you look at them all together but it'll be fun getting to know them yeah for sure yeah i can't wait to watch them play with that this is booty out bye bye, bye.